love has done its part And let him reign in my life and my heart If love has done its part Welcome to Healing Hidden Wounds Radio, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We are glad you are listening today and hope you find words of healing, insight, and restoration. Shadow of His Wings Ministry was founded by Lee and Shay Preston and born out of God's vision for setting captives free. If you would like to support us in the work we do, please visit www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com to donate. Today on Healing Hidden Wounds, Lee is talking with Jonathan Darty, director of Be Broken Ministries. Let's listen in as Lee and Jonathan discuss the ins and outs of recovery from sexual brokenness. dive into this week's program, which is uh, really kind of an interesting um, topic because on these particular sessions that we do with you, Lee, it's our healing hidden wounds, and so we typically are going to um, spend a lot of time talking about same-sex attraction and some of the issues revolving around that and pertaining to that, and and this week I thought it was kind of an interesting topic that you brought to us about the idea of pressing past the point of comfort when folks are coming out of sort of the gay lifestyle and 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 wanting to discover okay what is maybe my uh my god-given design for my sexuality and then they're pressing into recovery and pressing into certain options to help them understand god's best for their sexuality and then something happens tell us what kind of happens in that process that might stunt a person from maybe moving to to greater levels of understanding and purity and those kinds of things. Well, sure. Let's uh, we can start there. I think the the interesting part is I I first want to say, hey, they did a great job getting out of the gay lifestyle. They've stepped out of it. They've done a great job of looking ahead at maybe what God's best is for them. They've uh, probably stepped way past their comfort zone and showing up for a group maybe of other guys who struggle with same sex attraction. And they're beginning to talk, and they're beginning to discuss other options and what God's best is. And that's those are all great steps. What I was going to say, talk for just a second about how huge that is in and of itself. Well, and that's why I don't want to make this a, a, a small thing, because it's a huge step when you take a guy who's either been in the gay lifestyle, especially who's been in the gay lifestyle for a long time or even a short time, but, you know, you're used to that kind of uh, familiar you're used to the guys that you hang out with that are just like you and have just all your own issues and they and nobody really considers it an issue they all consider it this is the way we were born and so therefore not only are we born this way but we're all comfortable this way and we're all like one big happy family <clears throat> now we all know that that's not really true there's a lot of underlying junk that goes on but it sure feels that way and it's real comfortable and that's the key, right? Is that there's a even if even if, you know, deep down there's conflict and there's confusion and there's um uh contradictions, there's still a level of comfort in having that sort of being embraced by the gay community and br- being part of that quote family. And so there's sort of a comfort level to that. And then when a guy starts 
maybe wanting to get help for the contradictions that are deep in his soul, there you can almost step into maybe another sort of comfort in um, in in recovery. Sure, but but we do want to acknowledge that that first it's step probably step. feels di- a lot of discomfort. There's a lot yeah. of discomfort in that first step because he's going from a place of knowing what to expect into a place of, uh-oh, I really could lose everything here. Because if I start saying, wait a minute, this isn't who I am, y'all aren't my family, we aren't all alike, I wasn't born this way, God does have a better plan for me, and now I've got to go step into this group where everyone there talks about that, then I could very well lose all of my support system and have to try to reform a new support system. Well, you know what, I, would, I want to make a little aside to those who are who are listening who maybe they don't struggle with um, homosexual tendencies and 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 uh, temptations, but they are they are in a sexual addiction recovery for heterosexual acting out. Sure, this is one of the points at which we are absolutely alike. That fear factor, the idea that if I reveal certain things about myself and get honest about certain things in myself, abandonment is is a certainty. Sure. There's going to be total abandonment, and so I want people to. I want a lot of listeners to understand we are, in terms of heterosexual sexual addiction and homosexual sexual addiction and acting out, There's more. we're more alike than we are different. Sure. I mean, if you think about it, at that point of deciding this isn't what I'm going to do anymore, you may lose the places you hang out. You may lose the friends you hang out with. You may lose your daily routine because you've always got this activity you do after you get off work or mm-hmm. whatever. And so, yeah, all of those things start to change, and you're exactly right. That's a a huge similarity. the The slight difference for the for the gay population is is that everything that they do is based upon their sexuality, and their whole culture is based upon their sexuality. And so, here's a guy who steps out and then gets into this great uh, recovery group that's for same sex attraction, and he starts his his journey, his journey to healing, and it's a great first step. So, we just want to honor that at first. Uh, but that's when we want to kind of head down a little different path and start talking about, okay, now what happens next? I've been in this group for, oh, wow, six months maybe, eight months, maybe even a year, and I'm getting a lot of great information, and I'm realizing where maybe it's working, and I'm seeing that God really didn't make me this way, and that, you know, that there's a lot of things in my past that could have caused a, a brokenness, and that's where some of this all started. And then I kind of look up one day and I realize, hey, I come to this group and we all just kind of talk about our struggles and it feels great and it feels real supportive. And then I hear this little still small voice that says, now it's time to press on. And that's where it gets a little more discomforting. Well, and part of that, too, is maybe a confusion of what does that mean? I mean, what what press on? Where, where do I go from here? Because, uh, again, kind of like what you're saying is there's while there's a lot of discomfort that happens initially just by making that step to say I'm going to walk into this group and see what it's about and start maybe learning and discovering things about myself that I have thought to be true but in reality they're not and now I'm going to start this journey there's that huge discomfort there but then once you get in the setting of recovery in a same-sex attraction group a recovery group then there's a different sort of comfort that sets in because 
in some ways, would you say that maybe the underlying paradigm hasn't shifted? Right. And I in, a, think, in, a, in a sense, not I mean, not completely, but in a sense, the underlying paradigm of being with people who are similar to me and being with people who have exactly the same struggle. And, and maybe there's another sort of comfort that happens in that because, hey, we all get each other and there's no maybe challenge to try to get somebody who is different from sure. you. Sure. Sure, and I think that's a great way to put it. I think the 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 best way to describe it is, and I can I'll speak from my own experience because I know this can sometimes feel offensive to those great sure. groups out there who yeah. are serving great uh, in great ways, just addressing same sex attraction, and these guys have all been in same sex attraction and the gay lifestyle, and they're trying to come out and they've offered this great group, and it's and we're not even saying necessarily that somehow. Oh, shut down all the same exactly. sex group. No, we're not saying that at all. We're just we're maybe going a little step further than that. Right. We're just saying at some point and I can tell you in my own recovery, I realized that I'd kind of take my bag of junk to each group each time and then I'd go in there and we all felt comfortable and we'd just kind of open our bag and say, "Yeah, this is me and this is what I went through this week." And then I'd just kind of close it back up and I felt real comfortable and we'd all go out and have some sort of social outing afterwards, get coffee or something like that, and we all just hung out. We became great friends. But that never presses you into the next level, which is getting to know men who don't have this issue and feeling accepted by just men in general and not just, oh, this is a same-sex group. I feel accepted here. Hey, let's go out with some guys from my men's group at church. Oh, wow, I could never do that because that's too scary. And so part of it is there's, I think, on both sides of the equation, the 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 guys who are in the same-sex group, and then, let's just say, every other guy. There's sort of this, um, I, I, it's hard to describe it, maybe sort of this competing thought that says, because we are different, we cannot connect. Sure. So even in, even in our churches, even in our, even in our recovery programs, we are still highlighting our differences rather than our similarities. Right. And, and I try to think of it this way. While we may be different in our, our struggles, or maybe, you know, the temptations that we face may be different, the need we have is, is absolutely similar. Sure. The need we have for connection, the need we have for bonding and developing real friendships, godly, manly friendships, are, are important. And I think when you keep these groups isolated from one another, you're not going to have the richness of connection that's ultimately needed on both sides. Because one of the things is there's sometimes for the guys who are maybe um, have never struggled with same-sex attraction, there is a fear on on their side of I don't well, and it's really there's a fear on both sides. We, sure. I, the 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 guys that never struggle with same sex attraction say I don't know if I could relate or connect with a guy who has right. the guy with the same sex attraction is saying I don't know if I could connect or relate with a guy who's never had and and so there's you kind of keep this buffer zone right and what you're saying is there's going to come a point where that buffer zone is going to have to be broken through exactly and a great picture of that that I started really seeing is when we started doing gateways the gateway to to freedom workshops. And you'd have a group of guys, and you'd have seven to eight guys, and you may have two guys in there that had some sort of same-sex issues as th- through their addiction. You may also have had some guy who who uh, had a 
prostitution issue and some guy mm-hmm. who just looked at porn, so to speak. Yeah, or, you're doing air quotes as you that's say right. that. Right? <laughs> that's right. That I just look at porn thing. And then you may have some guy who got into child porn. And you got all these guys, and their first thought is, as they step through the doors of the workshop for the very first day, is usually, I'm not going to be able to, to feel like I'm accepted here because the, these other guys have not done what I've done. Mm-hmm. Or I won't relate to these other guys because I've not done nearly what they've done. And it's inter- interesting to see by the end of the weekend, these guys are all re- really looking at each other and saying, wow, you're really no different than I am. We're exactly the same. Yeah. Exactly. We have brokenness. Yeah. And it really helps those guys who have same-sex attraction or even those guys who've had child porn issues to say, wait a minute, I'm really not the bottom of the heap here. Mm-hmm. I'm really not the worst of the worst here. I, I'm just a guy like everybody else. Mine happens to look a little different, but I'm just like a guy like anybody else. And there's real recovery there, and there's real healing. And it helps a guy feel like, hey, I'm not just this guy who has same-sex attraction issues. I don't have to just go to this same-sex attraction group or this unwanted same-sex attraction group. I really am just a guy who has some brokenness, and other guys can love me and accept me for who I am and, and in my own brokenness. And that's why I think it's important for all of our listeners who, uh, you know, even during this broadcast might be tempted to just turn turn it off because they go, oh, this is about same-sex attraction thing, you know, guys, and and say, wait a second, no, no, no. There's two sides to this equation. Sure. Yes, yeah, sure. Sure. We're going to we're going to through this broadcast try to challenge those who have been in same sex attraction recovery to take that next step of saying, you know, now you need to you need to expand your horizons a little bit and start pressing in to uh, developing friendships and relationships with guys who don't have that same struggle. But we're also making a challenge to those who have not had that struggle to say, do not reject those who have and are working on it. Because you don't understand the kind of value that you can both bring to each other's lives by investing in one another. Sure. And that's so important because I've seen, you know, sometimes I think those who come out of same-sex attraction issues, there is, they feel additional pressure on themselves. Sure. And you know what? I kind of want to spread the pressure also over to those who have never struggled with this and say, what are you doing to move toward the guys who are in same-sex recovery. Right, because if you think about it, most of the time, you know, all of us were walking out of some sort of sexual brokenness. One of the main issues is usually we haven't been great friends to other men in the first place. Period, yeah. We usually don't have great relationships and so with other men. And certainly we've already broken relationships many times with, with women as well. But, I mean, it's we're focusing on the male relationship here and having friendship most of the time, we don't know how to do it in all walks of addiction and, and through sexual brokenness. And so trying to change that is the whole goal in the first place. Well, and again, going back to the idea that we're more similar than we are different, right. you know, we've seen it all, all the time in, in our ministry where you have guys that come, and again, whatever their outlet is, whatever their acting out is in terms of their misuse of their sexuality, almost all of them have some sort of brokenness related to male to male relationships right whether it be a father brother a friend who betrayed what there's some sort of male wound right. in their background whether they started whether they eventually went to act out you know in a heterosexual manner 
or whether they went and started to act out in a homosexual manner. Right. And so our similarity is we've all got woundedness relating to poor male relationships in our history. Right. And it's almost like that thing that your mom or that that quote your mom used to say as you were a kid, you know, honey, they're just as afraid of you as you are of them. You know, it's kind of like it's kind of the same thing. It's kind of like, you know, we're all just as afraid of each other. It's like, uh oh, am I going to be able to relate to this guy? And is he going to be able to relate to me? And and so I'm offering to the same sex uh, guy, the guy who's struggling and has been in the same sex group for a long time that. You know, it's okay to branch out, and you're going to have to take that step if you want true freedom. Mm-hmm. You may get freedom from being in the gay lifestyle. You may find yourself, you know, getting more connected in church. But if you want true relationship, true relationship comes when you measure yourself up, not against other guys who have unwanted same-sex attraction, but upon just guys in general. Because then you find, hey, I really am not different. And it really does change the way shame works. Shame covers a guy who is is caught up in same-sex attraction. And if he goes and sits with just a bunch of guys who have same-sex attraction, he can tell himself, well, at least these other guys who have same-sex attraction accept me. But then you go step into a group where you don't know what these guys have, and you still tell your story. Then you get to see, hey, wait a minute, even these guys accept me. So maybe all of this is not as bad as I've always told myself, that I could never relate to a guy who wasn't attracted to another guy. Yeah. And I think part of this, too, is letting folks recognize that this is, while we're kind of laying out some of the principles that need to be done in terms of breaking through some of these barriers, we have to realize that even in our recovery communities, quote unquote, we're still we're still broken people. Sure. And so I'm already hearing, you know, I'm already hearing the the emails or seeing the emails and hearing the phone calls in response to this is saying, hey, buddy, I tried this. I went into a group where there were guys that were struggling with heterosexual, and I got rejected, and I got, you know, slammed, and they said, don't come back to this group. And so part of it is we have to realize there's still, I mean, if you think about recovery groups, they're full of nothing but really broken people. Sure. And so there's, you know, don't think that because we're challenging you to make this step to where you start and trying to take kind of the next step into um, relationships with guys that have not struggled in the same way, that it's just going to be the smooth transition, that there's not maybe going to be some resistance. I mean, we we hope that guys who are in recovery are starting to get some of this stuff. Sure. But there's still brokenness on all sides. And so it's more, I would encourage guys on both sides that there's a persistence issue in this. Right. That you can't just, you know, the, the tendency is to say, I'm going to dip my toe in. When it gets chopped off, I'm just never going to go back to that end of the pool. Sure, and for all of us, Jonathan, I mean, true recovery requires a fight. Mm-hmm. you got to fight for what you get. And you can, you know, kind of lay back and kind of wait around in the, in the, uh, the, the kind of wait in the wings of, the, of this battle going on and say, well, I, I won't get too close to the front lines. Or you got to jump in and actually fight. And sometimes, sure, somebody might say, well, you know, well, I don't think you belong in our group. And so what do I quit and go home and go back to the same-sex group only, or do I jump back out there? You know, and and I just want to offer to guys who are afraid of that, especially guys who struggle with same-sex attraction, is I've worked with guys who didn't have same-sex attraction but just had sexual addiction and went to a men's breakfast one morning and told somebody a part of their story about being sexually addicted and you know, everybody left the table, you know, and so sometimes it happens on, on to guys who just right. have general sexual addiction and as as uh, 
because it's a scary thing. Guys don't sometimes want to look at their own junk, and especially sex. Anytime the word sex comes up, it can be a scary thing, but you got to just keep pressing in. So what do you say to that guy? Um, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's there's folks listening, and there may be people who are wanting to help somebody who needs to hear this. What, what do you say to that guy who is, you know, he's taken that courageous step of getting into a, a same-sex attraction recovery group, really wanting to say, listen, I, I don't really want to keep following some of these tendencies. It's unwanted. It's unwanted same-sex attraction. He's taken that initial step of getting in there, and now he's hearing this. What do you say to him in terms of, okay, well, how do you go about doing this? What are, um, you know, kind of how do you get yourself revved up? Because <laughs> it seems like you'd almost have to give yourself kind of a pep talk to do this because how do you help that guy have the right mindset and maybe even take the right action to break through that buffer of taking the next step? Well, I always say, you know, um, I think it's important along the way, no matter what you do or don't do, if you've entered a same-sex attraction group, that's a great place. It's a place to heal. It's a, it's a place for comfort. It's a place to kind of just get your, your motor running towards recovery. But you also still need to be joining your church's men's breakfast. You don't have to tell anybody there what your struggle is, but you just go to a men's breakfast or you stop in for the men's ministry or just to kind of start exposing yourself to being connected to other men. Mm -hmm. And you just take it slowly. You don't have to jump in overnight, but that's a good first place to start. Then if you find out that you're if your uh, church has a men's purity group, then show up. You know, it's yeah. not like you have to stand up the first time and say, uh, yes, I'm same-sex attracted and I've been in the gay lifestyle. You can just say, hey, I struggle with my purity. That's a good pl first place to start. It's not a lie. It's uh, absolutely the truth. And you work towards it. And as you feel safer in the group, you kind of let out a little bit more and then a little bit more. And then, you know, when you're ready, you, you uh, disclose the full full stuff to him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I was going to say I think that I think that is important that that guys don't think that because we're making a challenge that there is going to come a point where you need to take a next step to start connecting with men who don't have the same history as you, don't have the same struggle as you. That that doesn't mean we're talking about sort of this making a break, you know, like like I'm breaking away from right. my same sex group and now I'm diving into this pool because in some ways a guy's going to think, man, I already did that. Just jumping into the same sex group was a huge leap for me. Right. And and I, we don't want to make it sound like this is another leap away from the same sex group and then into, it's almost like we're trying to say there needs to be a blending. Sure. Where you, there's definitely value to what you're going to learn in the same sex recovery group. Right. But there's a whole different level of recovery that's going to come when you start inviting and embracing and integrating other male relationships and male connections into your same-sex recovery. Exactly. It's a it's just a process. It's not a stop one and start another. It's a process. And and I think uh, it's amazing. I, I I think God will show you as you enter another group when the same-sex group will need to kind of fall away. Yeah, It won't be overnight. It won't be as you start up. It may be that you keep both for a year or so. But it's one of those things that will help you press into the next place. 
Uh, we got a couple minutes here, and I wanted to just ask you in kind of closing, what what are the the primary obstacles that you're going to see for a guy who's wanting to say, okay, I, maybe it's time for me to make this transition into integrating more, you know, um, different male relationships into my recovery. What are some of the primary obstacles you're going to see him have to overcome in that? Fear and shame. Two of the biggest ones. Fear that I won't be accepted and shame that they'll look at me as I'm worse than, dirtier than, whatever the words are. Because most of the guys that struggle with same-sex attraction, hey, they've already grown up on the playground. So the playground was not a great place. They were shunned or they were left out or they were the ones sitting under the tree while everybody else was playing soccer or, you know, and so they're already worried. I'm going to be that same little kid again you know, I'm going to get there and everybody's going to be, oh, man, you know, you all, you already look different just showing up here. And mm-hmm. and just know you don't look different. Uh, just know that it's it's maybe that you have some different uh, mannerisms perhaps because of the brokenness of your lifestyle that, you know, you got to shake off. And that's going to change overnight. And it's not going to change overnight, but it will change. But if you don't take that step, then you'll never get there. But overcome that fear by just keep saying, hey, I'm, I'm a man of God, I've, I, he's chosen me, I'm his son, and, and I can keep going down this path, and just keep walking it. It's, uh, I, fear and shame are going to be huge, and yeah. uh, I just want to encourage the guy who does that. And, you know, again, I'm going to close by saying that's actually another one of those points where we are more alike than we are different. Because right. you know what? At every point that any man is challenged to sort of go to the next level in his recovery, whatever that may be, there's going to be fear and shame that are going to be major obstacles to that. So right. uh, if anything, if you don't get anything else out of this broadcast, the hope is that there will be on both sides of this equation, those who are uh, you know, recovering from uh, same se- unwanted same-sex attraction and those who are recovering from other sorts of sexual addictions, to see that we are much more alike than we are different and also that we are going to need to move toward one another in order to enhance our recoveries on both sides of this equation. That's right. And so we need to keep that in mind. And and for those of you listening and saying, you know, something's moved inside of you and you realize I need to kind of take the next step in my recovery, please contact us. That is what we are here for is to help you in your journey, to get connected with the right resources that you need, and just to encourage you along the way. We are glad you joined us today, and we hope that God had a special word just for you. Remember that Healing Hidden Wounds and Shadow of His Wings Ministry are listener-supported, and all services are provided on a donation basis. If you heard something today that was especially important to you, we hope you will consider donating a gift. Please visit www.healinghiddenwounds.com to donate today. Now let it rain in my life and my heart Your love has done its part